I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Scripture lesson this morning comes to us from Isaiah, as we have been spending time in Isaiah throughout the season of Advent, both in worship and also the Advent daily devotionals that you yourselves have been writing and participating in. Uh, Today we are turning to Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 16. Hear now these words. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you, weary mortals, that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son. And shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in, dread will be deserted. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we come together this week, it has been one of those interesting weeks. Of a late Wednesday evening, we received a text message that Josh Abraham, our Pathways worship leader and communications coordinator, was ill and would not be able to be a part of worship this Sunday. And so that led to immediately trying to pivot and trans- transition that order of worship that was taking place at the nine o'clock service. And then just yesterday, we received word from Derek as our director of traditional worship here at Orange that he himself was also ill and would not be able to be present, which, as they've already announced, complicated things because we were supposed to honor Derek today and give thanks for his time with us. And so I'm saddened that we're not able to do that. But what a wonderful time that was last Sunday for us to be able to have the cantata, to enjoy all the special music. And we were so thankful for Derek's leadership and the way that he guided us through all of that. I'm also very thankful uh, for Debbie Pence, who is somewhere around there. I'm like, she's somewhere in here. Uh, Debbie, who, uh, when I texted her, I think Derek had already reached out to her yesterday as well to see if she would be able to play. Otherwise, we would have been a cappella in the house today. So thank you, Debbie, for filling in on especially such short notice. Let's go to God once again in prayer. Oh, Lord God, in the midst of everything, you are here. We've come into this place anticipating your presence, recognizing that you are continuing to be at work within us and through us. And as we come anticipating your presence, Lord, speak to us now in these moments. By the power of your Holy Spirit, would you transform the word that proceeds from my mouth And as they fall upon our ear and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. 
Have you ever needed a sign? It wasn't that long ago that Pastor Corey uh, preached a message for us about someone seeking a sign. And in fact, she used an image from the movie Bruce Almighty, where Bruce is asking God to give him a sign. And God provides several different signs, just not the ones he was anticipating. What about you? Have you ever wanted God to give you a sign? Maybe you're trying to make a decision about something and you're trying to find discernment. And so maybe you're like me and have from time to time, when you're trying to make up your decision, maybe it's either this or that, that you pull out a coin, maybe a quarter, a nickel, a dime, a penny, and you flip the coin. Anybody ever flip a coin to try to make a decision about something? I know, Just me. Okay. That's right. Sometimes when we're trying to make a decision, we, we might do things like flipping the coin. I remember when I was young in my faith, I was trying to make a decision, and I'd ask God to give me a sign, and I would take the Bible, and I would ask God, give me a sign, and I'd open it up, trying to think that maybe right there on that page that I turned to would be the exact answer that I was looking for. And instead, I found about taking an ephah of flour and uh, order a certain amount of acacia wood and put, uh, I mean, you know, the things that never answered the question that I was looking for. So many times we're looking for a sign or even going back a little bit younger. I remember I had one of those magic eight balls. Anybody have one of those? Yeah. Magic eight ball. You'd ask the question, should, should I do this? And you'll shake it up and then you'd get the answer. Ask again later. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I remember I, I used to have a magic eight ball in my office because I bought one because I used it as a sermon illustration one time as a message. And it was funny because on my office where all my Bibles were, there was the magic eight ball. Someone came in the office one day and saw the magic eight ball and said, that might not fit right there with the Bibles. So I, they had a point. So I moved it. You know, a lot of times we will ask God for a sign because we're trying to decide. We're trying to look for God's will. We're trying to find out what is the right thing for us. I know I asked, I've shared it before, but I've asked God very clearly for a sign when I was trying to discern my call to ministry. After I had fought it for so many years, it was one night at Myrtle Beach. It was late at night, and I was out on the beach, out on the strand, and, and I just looked up into the sky and into the stars, and I said, God, I think you're calling me to be a minister. And if you are, have that water wash over my feet. And that night, people walking up and down the beach. And I think I started singing some old hymns, Amazing Grace. And they look at me and they probably think, that guy's filled with the spirits. <laughs> and as I looked up, I finally felt that water washing over my feet. And so I did the only logical thing. I backed up several steps and said, okay, this time, God, I'm serious. This time I'm serious. Give me a sign. I think you're calling me to be a minister. And if so, have that water wash over my feet. And lo and behold, after a period of time, once again, that water was washing over me, almost like a baptism. Now, logic tells me, yes, high tide was coming in. I get it. But I also believe that God let me go out there at that time to ask for that particular sign so that God could meet me right where I was. You know, we ask for these signs, and so many times God will provide a sign. Sometimes he'll provide a sign before we even ask for it. Those are the ones that I really sometimes miss, those clear, obvious signs that God has already put in front of us. 
And so I'm also reminded of how in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, when the people were journeying through the wilderness, God, they, they wanted to know that God was with them. So remember, God gave them the instructions for building up at the tabernacle, this tent that would be this mobile place that they would move it from place to place as they themselves made their way through the wilderness. And it would be the symbol, the sign of God's presence with them. And one of the ways that they were able to discern God's will was God said that as he gave the instructions for what the high priest was to wear when he went inside the tabernacle, one of the things that God told him to make was a pouch that the high priest would wear around his waist. And inside of that pouch, there would be two different colored stones, one light stone and one dark stone. These stones were called the Urim and the Thummim. The Urim and the Thummim, not the Uma Thurman, the Urim and the Thummim. And these stones would be representative of God's answer. And so the high priest would go into the tabernacle, to the Holy of Holies, and he'd ask, God, is it your will that we depart or that we stay? And he would reach into the bag and pull out the stone that would be the answer. God's will would be that they would stay or that God's will would be that they would move on. It was an interesting way that God used to communicate with people. And, and there are so many times that as a person now in this day and time, I wish God would let me just pull out a stone and that would be the answer. But so many times now God uses the Holy Spirit and speaks to us and guides us in that way, surrounds us with his signs, the evidence of God's presence with us. As we have been going through Isaiah as we have been going through it throughout this season of Advent, both on Sundays and then those daily devotionals that you have written so much that have touched my heart so many different times. We find so many different times Isaiah is giving us a word of wisdom, a word of counsel, a prophecy of that which is to come. And today in this passage of scripture we read just a few moments ago, once again we have these wise words from Isaiah. Now, in the previous verses in this same chapter, what we learn is that King Ahaz is the king of Judah, but King Ahaz has learned that there has been an alliance that has been formed, and they are going to attack and destroy. The intention is to be able to come and overtake the people of Judah. Ahaz is terrified. In fact, the people are so terrified, the scripture says that they were shaking like leaves on a tree when the wind blows. And so there's this fear has captured them. But God sends Isaiah to King Ahaz to offer him comfort, offer him peace. Because God is saying, you know what? These, the, these plans will not succeed. They will fail. They will not be able to overcome. Just have faith in me. I've got this. Have faith in me. In fact, God goes so far as to say to him through Isaiah, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you shall not stand at all. He's saying, Isaiah, you don't, Ahaz, you don't have to worry about making other alliances. You don't have to worry about fortifying the walls. You don't have to worry about building up extra peace offerings. Just have faith. I've got this under control. King Ahaz, God knows his heart. He doesn't have that quite faith, that trust in that moment. And so God speaks through Isaiah. And Isaiah says to him, you know what? Ask for a sign. Ask for a sign, any sign at all. It can be as deep as Sheol or as high as the heavens. Ask for any sign in this. It makes me think of a magician that comes up to you with a deck of cards. and says, pick a card, any card. You know, here, Isaiah is saying to King Ahaz, pick a sign, any sign. I'll tell you what it is. It's gonna, God's going to do it. God's going to bring you this sign. And Ahaz, 
I, I, I think it's so funny because he, he answers so piously. He says, I will not put the Lord my God to the test. You know, I can relate to that because a lot of times we ourselves are, are kind of like King Ahaz. We want to say the right thing because that's the way it feels that we should, what feels like what it is that we should say. I mean, maybe we're worried. We are waiting on results. Maybe we are anticipating difficult times ahead. And so we are struggling with that. Somebody says, you know, are you okay? The Lord has it under control. We may say that, but deep down inside, we're just in knots. We're so struggling with worry and fear and anxiety and concern. Ahaz, oh, I will not put the Lord to the test. And I love Isaiah's response. Is it not enough for you to weary all of humanity that you'll now weary God? You know what? God's going to give you a sign. And here is the sign that he says that God is going to give. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. You know that word, Emmanuel. You know that name and what it means. And throughout the Bible, names always have such significance. Here, Emmanuel simply means God is with us. In the middle of all of his worry, in the middle of his panic and concern about the attack that is to come, God sends word to him through, Ahaz, through Isaiah. It says that the virgin, the young woman shall bring forth a child, and his name shall be Emmanuel. Now we know that this prophecy that Isaiah offers is a sign that is immediate right there. It's one that he, within his lifetime he himself will witness. But also that it foretelling the birth, the coming of our Emmanuel, Jesus the Christ. And that word Emmanuel, God is with us. Oh, what that means to know that you are not going to have to wait and suffer alone. That God is with us. This is the sign. You shall not be alone. But God is with us. Today, maybe, maybe this is your sign that you've been looking for. Maybe you didn't even know you were asking for one. Maybe this is your sign. I've, I've joked that I'd love for us to get a brand new church sign out there that, when, that we could put new messages on it. And in fact, the very first message I'd want to put on a church sign is, this is a sign. You might have to think about that. This is a sign. Because I guarantee somebody driving up and down MLK is looking for a sign. And that day, that might be the sign that they are looking for. Simply knowing that God sees them. This is your sign. Maybe today, it's not a random coincidence that you are here to hear about an opportunity to be reminded that you are not alone. That God is with us. For us to break bread together at the table to share in this common meal. It's not a coincidence. It, it's like those times that somebody reaches out to you at just the right time. Or maybe you have a thought of someone and you send them a text or a phone call in just the right moment. And they say, oh, what a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. That's a sign that God is with us. And maybe today this is that sign. God is with you. No matter what you're going through. No matter what decisions you're facing. No matter what hardships you are enduring. You are not alone. God is with us. Emmanuel has come. Let us pray. Oh, Lord God Almighty, 
giver of every good and perfect gift, we, your people, come to you today. We come seeking a sign. Seeking a reminder that you are with us. And today as we receive that holy presence, may we be emboldened, may we be encouraged, may we be willing to be people of faith who stand strong knowing that we do not stand alone. We pray these things in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.